I'm a stud. I'm ballsy. I don't take no shit from anyone. I smoke my stogie anywhere I want. I don't have to find a hideout place like you. How bad is number two on In the 2021 NFL Draft, the Atlanta Falcons select Kyle Pitts. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Heads Up Podcast. My name's Jesse Head, host of the podcast. And we are going to be continuing down the path of Training Camp Insight, focusing on positional groups. For this episode, uh, we're going to focus on the running backs group. Previously, we've covered defensive line and also um, our uh, wide receivers. For this episode, we're going to get into these running backs, and we'll continue to do this for the next several episodes, uh, talking about these uh, unique positional groups and and some of the battles that are going to be going on. But this is a group that obviously looks a lot different than it did last year when we had Todd Gurley, um, Brian Hill, and some of the other players um, that we had last year. Nothing worth mentioning after what what last season looked like. But um, looks a lot different for Arthur Smith, too. Uh, He had Derrick Henry last year that led the NFL in rushing yards. Had one of the you know best running back years that we've seen um, uh, in recent history. Uh, absolutely incredible year. So he's got uh, his hands full trying to uh, scheme this offense uh, in a way that fits for the players that we have here. But before we get into that, want to cover some of these crazy headlines that are floating around. Specifically, uh, we'll start with this story that's starting to pick up some uh, pick up some steam here. Julio Jones is being sued. Um, by a marijuana company. The story is that him, Roddy White, um, Roddy White's company uh, went into business of marijuana, uh, selling marijuana legally, and they hired a manager who is also mentioned in the lawsuit as well. They're being sued for apparently distributing hundreds of pounds of marijuana on the black market. Uh, so this is something that's that's starting to pick up a little bit of steam here. I don't know what's going to come of it. It's kind of crazy. Uh, but yeah, him, Roddy White, and Roddy White's company, and a manager, I believe his name's like Van, Van Dean or something like that, um, are being sued for this, apparently distributing uh, hundreds of pounds of marijuana. So this could dissolve and be nothing, or this could turn into something big. I'm looking forward to the developments of this story. But uh, looking forward to the potential headline episode is Julio a drug lord? Uh, another big uh, thing out there is a Cole Beasley uh, situation. It's a lot of different things going around with COVID. Um, here's the thing that, that that's bothering me about the Cole Beasley thing, and I'm not pro-vax or anti-vax or whatever you want to call it out there. I'm on the scale of uh, who gives a flying fuck what people do, um, but. Uh, he is catching a lot of flack for not getting the uh, vaccination. And it's kind of weird to me because he's catching all this flack, and I get it, he did some tweets and stuff like that, but he's not the only guy in the NFL that was tweeting about not getting you know, the vaccine. 
You had DeAndre Hopkins tweet about it. You had Jalen Ramsey tweet about it multiple times. You've had several other players tweet about it. I don't know why he's you know being posterized for it or what the situation is. Um, he's responding a lot to it because he's catching most of the flack for it, and, and he's his name's being you know dragged through the mud and everything like that. But it's just weird that all these people are coming at um, you know Cole Beasley and not coming at these other players that are you know feel the same way that he does. So for all you folks out there that are one of those people, make sure you're giving that same energy uh, to Jalen Ramsey and DeAndre Hopkins and the other players that have been doing that. Or I've been saying that they don't want to get you know the vaccination, so it's just kind of weird to me. I'm not understanding the whole dynamic of what's going on and why only he is you know getting all this um, this pushback for it. But anyways, I digress. Speaking of COVID, more headlines. Dante Fowler is on the COVID list. Uh, a couple players are on the physically unable to practice list. Caleb McGarry, Matt Gono, and that useless waste of space, Deidren Sanat. So. Um, this this episode will probably come out uh, tomorrow when training camp starts. I'm recording uh, here on a Wednesday night, um, but uh, all this news is uh, the news that I've recorded of today, and I don't think much will change tomorrow. And uh, we'll be doing some more episodes as interviews come out and uh, training camp gets started, and we start seeing where people are lining up. One of the things I'm looking forward to the most um, as things get started uh, tomorrow and, and go through the weekend. Looking forward to finding out who lines up on offensive line. A lot of the things we've talked about are going to have to, like the wide receiver groups, running back groups, defensive line, are things that are going to have to develop throughout the um, the uh, the uh, training camp. But the offensive line, I'm curious to who comes out and is identified as the starters uh, kicking off training camp. So that's going to be huge to watch. So looking forward to that. Probably going to be the next episode talking about the offensive line once we see where everybody lines up. But I digress. Let's get into these running backs. You guys have heard me talk about Airport Vapes before. They're premier provider for all your vaping needs in Atlanta. They've got vape mods, tons of vape flavors. They've got a CBD line called Hollum's Hints. They've got tincture lines. They've got gummies. They've got tincture lines for your pets. They've got all kinds of stuff. you got to go in there and check these guys out. Go in there and ask for Kurt. Kurt's the owner. He's an expert on all this stuff. He has dedicated his life to this store and making sure that he provides the best products in the Atlanta area. Go over there and check them out. They're located on Lang Avenue in Hapeville, Georgia. So kicking things off in the running back group, Mike Davis, one of the bigger offseason signings that we had signed a two-year deal, $5.5 million contract with $3 million guaranteed in uh, 2021. Made his name after Christian McCaffrey went down in week three and picked up uh, the full load uh, as the Carolina Panthers um, go-to running back. Served as a valuable backup uh, last year uh, for the Carolina Panthers uh, when uh, their lead star went down. He's been in the NFL for six years, playing for the 49ers, Seahawks, and the Panthers, and now us. Each of the years that he played for those teams, he was with them uh, for two years, and now um, he is uh, coming to Atlanta uh, to really take on the biggest role that he's ever um, he's ever had uh, when he's been signed. So this is going to be a huge year uh, for him, a prove-it year for him. My memory uh, of him is strong, 
in the sense that he absolutely destroyed our defense in 2020. One of the strongest memories that I have of the 2020 season is watching Mike Davis absolutely maul everybody on our Falcons defense. It was brutal. He's 5'8", 215 pounds, ended the 2020 season um, with uh, rushing stats here, 165 attempts, 642 yards, 3.9 yards per carry, 6 touchdowns, 21 broken tackles, which was fourth in the NFL. He was tied with, um, who the hell was it? Forgot, but he was um, fourth on that list. Obviously, number one was Derek uh, Derek Henry, and he had twenty or he had uh, only two 20-plus yard carries. So he's definitely a bulldozer back. Not very many explosive plays on 165 attempts, uh, but he maintained a, a almost four yards per carry, which is what you're looking looking for in a running back with uh, 3.9 yards per carry. Receiving-wise, 59 receptions, 373 yards, 6.3 yards per reception, and two touchdowns. So despite being a bigger bulldozing back, um, he kind of defeated the stereotype with that that excuse me, uh, defeated the stereotype with that, that you know he could receive out of the backfield as well. So he kind of came in uh, to a role that was designed for Christian McCaffrey and held his own. Um, and I think you know with our offense and the scheme that Arthur Smith is going to run, he's going to gear it towards Mike Davis's strength. So I think that'll be good for him. And I think he, you know, he fits in well with the offense overall that they run. A lot of people think that the zone run scheme is designed for a speedster back um but really it's designed it's it's really a one-size-fits-all scheme in my opinion in the sense that it just requires somebody that has good ball carrier vision um that can that can cut make a one cut and find the hole and if you look at his film he's completely capable of doing that um you know whether you're a speedster back or a power back or, or whatever your game is the zone run scheme fits that if you have the ball carrier vision to see the see the play develop and find the hole. And I think he's completely capable of that. Example being, you know, Derrick Henry. You know, he's certainly not about to dance, you know, dance around and, and juke out five different people. He finds the hole, cuts, runs full steam ahead, all the heaviness, weight, and height that he carries behind him, and just starts bulldozing people down, and they just fall right off of him. And I think Mike Davis can handle that if the line holds up. All this goes back to the offensive line. Is the offensive line going to hold up and be capable of doing this? And that's with any team, right? I mean, there's no uh, running back that's got over 1,500 yards that doesn't have a line that's holding up for him. Uh, But there's no doubt he'll have, you know, career highs across the board this year being put into the role that he's been put into at this point. Uh, He'll he'll statistically be a great, you know, a great running back for fantasy football. He's going to definitely be a high pick. Uh, for all the fantasy football folks out there, that's just my little take on that. By the way, uh, getting a little off uh, track here, but I'm going to do an episode of the top five fantasy Falcons that we should look out for. So that'll be a good episode in the near future. We'll do that when we get closer to the season. But um, anyways, the reality is if he holds up and if he's healthy, doesn't get injured, um, then he'll have he'll, ha- he'll, he'll be the starter for the year. I have no doubt in my mind, knock on wood. But um, I think he's the guy for us, no doubt. And there's some other guys that are going to get in the mix, but I think that uh, Mike uh, Davis is certainly going to hold up, um, get the main load uh, of the carries for sure. Next up on the list, Corderell Patterson signed a one-year $3 million deal uh, to come to Atlanta. Former receiver turned running back, and that's why I'm putting him in this group. I certainly think he's going to uh, serve that capacity for the most part. 
Although I think we'll see him lined up a little bit at slot um, out there at times. Uh, he's certainly our uh, special teams uh, specialist, no doubt. He'll be our kick returner. I think the punt returner spot will be left up to competition. He's 6'2", 220 pounds. Completely different style of running than Mike Davis. Runs an elusive speedster breakaway type game, uh, usually to the outside. 2020 stats here. 64 carries, 232 yards, 3.6 yards per carry, one touchdown. Receiving-wise, he had 21 receptions, 132 yards, and zero touchdowns. His game, completely opposite to Mike Davis in the sense that he is that speedster, outside breakaway runner. I think we'll see him used in the outside zone for the most part. I think we'll see Mike Davis using that a lot as well, but rarely will we see uh, Patterson uh, doing anything up the A and B gap. Um, He's not very comfortable doing it. In fact, I've got a quote here uh, where he says, I'm just trying to get better running between the tackles, just running it, period. All my career I've been running it outside, so that game's natural to me. I'm trying to learn uh, as I go to run between the A and B gaps. It's all very new to me. For me, this is the classic two-headed you know, uh, monster, the traditional approach. Um, I think we'll see Mike Davis get about 70% of the load unless, you know, he goes out there and falls on his face. Um, you know, I do think we'll see Patterson, um, out there often in certain situations. For me, those situations are the shotgun formation and screens and sweeps. And, you know, I think we'll usually see him out there when we're passing for the most part. Of course, he'll get some runs, but for the most part, I think we'll see him out there passing for the screens and the sweeps. And that's his best contribution. That's his game. Uh, he feels most comfortable with it. And we have somebody um, that's our 1A running back that is completely comfortable running the A and B gaps, and it just doesn't make sense to use Patterson in that way. Um, although we'll see it here and there for sure, uh, no doubt. But Patterson's going to be is a unique contribution to the team. He serves as, as you know, kind of that Swiss Army knife, and he's a guy that you can use to do a lot of creative things on offense. So he'll be fun to watch um, as things develop uh, throughout the training camp, and we see how you know he's going to be used in this offense a little bit. Next up, Quadre Olison, a name we're all familiar with. Quadre concerns me a bit due to the fact that even with the regimen that drafted him, they never really gave him a true shot to you know, get a decent workload and really find out, you know, what he had on the field. He's 6'2", 225 pounds, so he's got some real good size to him. Kind of has that Derrick Henry size to him. But his stats in 2020, one rush for three yards. So he literally did nothing um, in our 2020 season for us. So we really just don't know that much about him. But the new regiment obviously felt good enough to keep him on the roster and, and see what he had. But on the other side of that, it's an extremely weak room, and they they didn't have much money. Um, they might have been looking at a couple guys in the draft, but Terry Fontenot stayed true uh, to drafting the best player available, and at no point was the you know maybe the running back that they were looking at the best player available on the list. And by the time it got to them, maybe that player was already gone, whatever it may be. But they felt comfortable enough to leave Quadre Ellison on on this list, and so he's on here. So he's obviously the backup plan kind of that insurance plan, if you will, to Mike Davis. He'll be interesting to watch as training camp um, you know, unfolds uh, over the next several weeks just to see what they've got him out there doing and how often um, they have him in there uh, with the first group. Next up, our rookie, uh, Javian Hawkins. Javian was easily the biggest standout out of all the undrafted free agents. 
Obviously, he was a superstar at Louisville. Smaller back, 5'8", 180 pounds. That kind of size concerns me in the NFL, being that small. But he ran a 4-4, 40-yard dash. He's, he's, a major, he's got major home run ability. Uh, there's no doubt about that. He's an extremely elu- elusive back. Um, he had touchdown runs of 75 yards, 70 yards, and 90 yards in 2020 in his uh, college season. He fits in well to the outside zone scheme, uh, which Arthur loves to run, and we've mentioned that on this episode a couple times, and then on the previous episodes talking about Arthur Smith's offense. Y'all make sure y'all go check that out. And he has de- uh, decisive cuts, so that's something that bodes well into the zone scheme. Decisive cuts, and he knows when to hit hit the hole. Really good ball carrier vision, and he's got decent ability catching out of the backfield, which bodes well in the NFL as a league that's starting to pass more and more and more every single year. So, but you know, all those are that's all college film. Uh, this is a whole nother level, and uh, it's just it, everything's a little bit different in the NFL. Every everybody you know that's drafted. Uh, you know, in the NFL, usually you can look back at their college career and you're going to see a lot of things you like. The question is, does that transfer over to the NFL, especially being 5'8 and 183 pounds? Um, I don't think we'll see him on the field, uh, but, you know, with Patterson on a one-year, de- a one-year deal, he could certainly be a future option. But ultimately, none of these guys are guys you want to build your roster with. Uh, but running backs are, you know, not the most valued position on the field today. So, you know, we didn't expect or nor do we want our new regimen to go out there and spend all their money on a running back. Um, you want to find somebody that's capable of doing it. But I'm a firm believer in moving in the direction of running back by committee and also, you know, investing that money in things that are far more important on the field, like offensive line, receivers, you know, tight ends, uh, defensively, you know, pass rushers, cornerbacks, safeties, linebackers, anything else. To me, this is one of the least important positions on the field. So looking at this room, I'm honestly happy with where it's at right now, especially with where we're at as a franchise. And it's nothing too concerning to me. Um, Again, the running back is just not that important to me. The important thing is, is, you know, we have something to work with and with proper, you know, uh, schematic approach, um, play calling, you can make these guys work. The question is, the big question is, the offensive line and how that holds up. If that holds up, you can make any running back look good. So pretty happy with this group as we go into training camp and things start to develop. It'll be fun to watch. It's tough to find a reliable barber. Everybody wants to look their best, and that starts with a fresh haircut. That's why you got to go check out Eclectic Barbershop, the best barbershop in Atlanta. Whether it's for a hot date and you're trying to get your freak on or a business meeting and you're trying to give off a good impression. I get the fade, that's my thing, but they can do it all. They take care of you. They do the hot towel, straight razor, they'll even hook you up with an ice cold beer while you're waiting or while you're getting your hair cut. They're located at 805 Peachtree Street. Parking is free across the street. Eclectic Barbershop, check them out. guys that's a wrap on this episode of the heads up podcast make sure you subscribe or follow on whatever podcast platform that you're listening on if you're on apple make sure you leave a five-star written review it helps out the podcast a ton you can find me on social media on twitter at heads up falcons you can find me 
on Instagram at Atlanta Falcons Podcast. Make sure you follow me. Hit me up, man. Let me know what you thought. Let me know what you want to hear on the next episodes, and I'll be sure to make sure that I feature some of the topics that you send my way. A big shout-out to my producer. Thanks for all the hard work and editing that you put in on the podcast. Everybody out there, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.